Welcome to the Essence of Life podcast. The Essence of Life podcast will explore the timeless questions about life, such as, what is the purpose of life? How can I find my inner calling and live it? How can I find true happiness and lasting fulfillment? We will explore the essence of life from many different angles. My name is Barbara Ann Briggs, and I am a certified teacher of Transcendental Meditation and also the author of two books, Pilgrimage on the Path of Love, a novel of visionary fiction, which has been hailed as the perfect amalgamation of spiritual awakening and self-discovery. I'm also the author of The Contribution of Mahashi's Vedic Science to Complete Fulfillment in Life. I'm a poet and a freelance journalist with numerous articles published in many different parts of the world. In this podcast, The Essence of Life, we will begin to understand the meaning of what is actually the essence of life. The subject of today's podcast is how we shape our destiny. Do we enjoy freedom of action or are all the events of human life predetermined by invisible laws over which we have no control? Can we shape our destiny or are we like puppets in the hands of fate? Every man is the master of his own destiny. He himself has shaped the life he is living. As we sow, so shall we reap. Man is free to act, but the consequences of his actions are predetermined by immutable cosmic laws. If one's actions are positive and supportive to life, One reaps the rewards of those actions, which produce an increase of joy and satisfaction in life. Whereas if one's actions are negative and damaging to life, then the consequences of such actions will be an increase of sorrow and dissatisfaction in life. Every action has an equal reaction the universe responds to the actions of the individual. The consequences of every action correspond to the quality of the action, and the quality of the action depends on the mind, the feelings, and the consciousness of the actor. One cannot escape the consequences of one's actions. Similarly, an arrow once released cannot be withdrawn. The universe is governed by cosmic laws. There are innumerable laws which create, maintain, and govern the universe. It is impossible for any human being to know intellectually all the laws operating at every strata of creation. Therefore, one cannot intellectually apprehend the full range of repercussions caused by every action one performs. Since most actions are neither totally positive nor totally negative, 
the effects accruing from those actions will be mixed. The universe may be described as a living, breathing organism composed of millions of web-like interconnections which constantly interact and influence each other. Because the universe is intricately interwoven, every thought, word, and action of every individual influences the fabric of life as a whole. Every word we speak vibrates in the air. That that vibration sends forth waves that produce corresponding vibrations which spread into the atmosphere. The influence of every thought, word, and action on the universe as a whole is incomprehensible. The full effect cannot be measured. So in this sense, karma or action is unfathomable. The free will of the past determines the quality of the present, and the free will of the present shapes the quality of the future. The individual is free to reap what he has sown. If he has planted apples, in time the apple seeds will sprout and bear fruit. If he has sown mangoes, in time the mangoes will ripen. The fruit of every action always corresponds to the action itself, and the action corresponds to the quality of consciousness of the actor. If the consciousness of the actor is stronger, purer, his actions will spontaneously be more in harmony with cosmic laws. A stronger mind has broader comprehension. Therefore, the range of possibilities open to the actor will be greater, and the actor will be able to choose those actions which will be of maximum benefit to him and the environment. Whereas if the consciousness of the actor is weak due to stress, tension, or fatigue, then the actor will be unable to choose those actions which will be of maximum value to himself and the environment. Due to the boundaries of his own awareness, the actor will be as if forced to make choices which are contrary to his own well-being and which may produce a damaging influence on the environment. Such actions which violate the cosmic laws governing the universe will inevitably produce strain in the actor and tension in the atmosphere and a subsequent increase of sorrow and suffering in the life of the individual. As human awareness evolves, free will expands. A human being who is living the full potential of the human mind enjoys a state of life in perpetual freedom in which all possibilities are a living reality of daily life. I would like to now share with you a quotation by Mahashi Mahesh Yogi on this subject, and I quote, Something is absolutely determined. What is primarily determined? Progress is determined for existence. 
Evolution is determined for existence. This is determinism. One must have to progress, and free will, the whole purpose of free will, the whole structure of free will, is for progress towards fulfillment. Determinism is for progress, evolution, fulfillment. Free will for progress, for fulfillment. These two names are actually the same one thing. We are free to sow and we are absolutely to reap what we have sown. But it does not mean that that is all that is allotted to us today. That which is determined from yesterday plus what we can accomplish today. It will be wrong to take the determinism beyond this limit. If we want to take determinism beyond this reasonable limit, then we will say, well, whatever we are determined to do, that alone we can do, and we cannot do anything other than what has been determined by us in the past. Determinism holds that there is something which determines not we. And the law is, make your choice. Sow what you want to sow and reap that crop, not that you sow something else and desire to reap some other crop. The laws of nature have determined the result for each action. As we do this, we, we accomplish this. Now, taken for granted that present is the product of the past, no doubt about it, as we have been evolving, evolving, we have come to this state of evolution today. That means all that we have been doing in the past has structured our present. So present is the structure of the past. But past what? Our own actions of the past. An action is always structured by free will. So it is the free will that has structured our present in the same sequence. It is the free will of the present that is going to structure our future. So if there is anything, it is a difference in time that makes the difference between determinism and free will. Difference in time can be said to be the difference between these two words. Otherwise, they mean the same thing. Now, whether we want to talk on the term, on the level of individual will or cosmic will, all the laws of nature that determine the results of action, all the laws of nature that determine the results of action are fixed. They are natural laws. If we do this, we do this, we do this. And natural laws are always in favor of evolution because nature has only one purpose. Every little bit of creation must evolve and evolve towards more and more and get on to the fulfillment in the infinite value of life. End quote. Let us now examine the mechanics of action in the state of bondage and in the state of enlightenment. The basis of action is desire. Desire arises from a feeling of want. We feel a lack of something, therefore we act 
to fulfill our desire. All actions create impressions in the mind. When the mind-body is more stressed and, ten and tense, the impressions of our experiences on the mind can be compared to etching deep, deep grooves in a stone. Our actions leave very deep impressions on the mind, which take a long time to erase. These mental impressions of past experience are the seeds of the desires which lead to future actions. The past impression comes to the surface of the mind again as a desire and action follows. The present action again produces a profound impression, which again leads to a desire for gain when favorable conditions become available. For this reason, the actor often finds himself making the same mistakes over and over again. The cycle of action, impression, desire keeps a man bound to the field of action. Consciousness of the actor is weak. The mind is overshadowed by the objects of the senses. The actor is bound to the field of action. The objects of the senses capture the mind, and thus the actor acts in a state of bondage. Mahashi comments on this very subject, and I quote, Bondage certainly lies in the field of action, but it is not born of action, it is born of the weakness of the actor. When a small businessman incurs a loss, his mind is profoundly affected by it. End quote. As human awareness develops to enlightenment, the mind-body becomes more and more flexible, and the impressions of experiences do not produce such a binding influence on the actor. The actor is able to enjoy the fruit of his actions while simultaneously remaining established in the state of inner freedom. This state of freedom is based on an unshakable inner contentment which springs from unity with the higher self. An individual established in the bliss of the higher self acts in the world but the experiences of his actions do not leave impressions deep enough to form the seeds of future desires. The mind of the enlightened may be compared to an ocean and the impressions to waves on the surface of the ocean. The waves come and go, but the ocean remains ever full and undisturbed. The impressions like the waves appear and disappear, leaving the mind free to dwell in the present moment, to enjoy to the fullest each new experience that arises. Because the mind of the enlightened is fully expanded and infinitely flexible, it is free from the binding influence of action. One is not attached to the past or the future. One lives in a state of eternal freedom while engaged in dynamic activity. The state of liberation is a state of total fulfillment. There can be no feeling of want.
What then stimulates the individual to act if desire or a sense of need is the basis of future action? The actions of the individual in the state of enlightenment are in response to the needs of the time. The individual is an innocent instrument of the divine will. Having gained the ultimate goal of human life, union with the higher self, his life is a life of service to all mankind. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast so that we can embark upon the quest of self-knowledge together. A new episode will be uploaded every two weeks. You are also invited to go to www.barbaraannbriggs.com to learn more about my work. Until next time, very best wishes.